This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, yesterday you posted an image on the Taz and Jim Facebook page that got a lot of attention. Many comments here in the comment section on the double-decker airplane seat. This is a real thing. This isn't an Onion article because I know people are always complaining about how they cram you in like a sardine when you fly commercial. Yeah. And it it looks like if this is any indication, it's not going to get better in the future. I think this is just a prototype. I don't think this is an active plane right now, but they're constantly thinking about how they can jam more people into these airplanes. I was watching a video the other day, and it was an Irish uh, airline uh, CEO saying they, they were going to start selling standing room only <laughs> seats. So, like a ten, they're going to take ten rows of seats out of the back, and that'll be standing room only, where you can get where you can pay cheap uh, airfares to go for two hour flights. Be nice. You could mingle. <laughs> sure, a little turbulence. You like it's like a mosh pit. That's fun. Do some mingling. Yeah, how would the turbulence problem work? Oh, they'll have like a little arm thing you hold on to, like a bus. We'll tape pillows to the ceiling. Sure. Hey, you're still saving money. So this this idea is slightly different. It's a double decker seat system where the seats are almost staggered. So there's one that's like three feet higher, and then there's this another seat that's three feet lower, and your feet go str- if you're on the bottom one, your feet go straight out like a lazy boy that's fully reclined except the back is straight up, but your feet go straight out under the other seat to save space too. But the part that's bothering people is the top seat, since it's three feet above the other person, their butt is right where your face is. So if there's somebody with the jeans that are sagging a little bit, you're going to be looking directly into their crack. No, you're not, because it looks like there's a wall there. If there's, there's a wall there. There's a TV there. screen but or a the, wall there. Sure, there's probably a wall there, but that's exactly where your eyesight your line fa- is going. Your face is at butt level. butt level of the person in front of you. Yes, just to give you a kind of an idea. And Now, I was complaining when I went on a flight like a month ago, Taz, that it was smelling and somebody was dropping butt all over the place like multiple times yeah there was a stinky uh stinky passenger and there's barriers and there's you know seats and walls everywhere too but i was still smelling it so now you got like even if there's a piece of plywood gonna seep through yeah well you're huffing farts on a plane now i I know it this makes it a little more evident when the butt's right in your face but we pretend that we're not you know (laughs) there's no pretending it's like like stuffing as many chickens in a trailer as possible don jay says he'd be down for it he says it looks like a wicked amount of leg room which is my main issue and it does because you get to stretch your legs out underneath the person in front of you careful what you wish for though because when you can't if you have to stay in that position, I think it would get very tiring or uncomfortable. Yeah. This wouldn't work in the United States. Nobody would fit into that little compartment. True. How do you sneak in there? Like, to yeah. sit up there and then get your legs up there, it doesn't look like there's a lot of wiggle room. The middle seat, you have to go to the bathroom. Oh, boy. Halfway through the flight, and then everybody's got to slide their legs out of their little leg compartment and and let you out and back in. At what point do they just stack uh, people on top of each other horizontally? You lay down and then you stack (laughs) another person on top in a tube. Don't give them ideas. (laughs) And you go... No, you got to go head to toe. It's two two people in one tube. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. How about this bus driver in Boston? He was in court facing a judge because he passed out while driving down the I-95. He had a... uh, a loaded bus, people coming back from a casino, and the bus driver passed out completely. Because of alcohol? No. Gummies. Oh, boy. 
Driver claims he didn't know the gummy candies that he was snacking on while driving were loaded with THC. Oh, boy. State police say that's no comfort to his terrified 38 passengers who were on their way home from a fun day at the Mohegan Sun Casino when the driver suddenly blacked out behind the wheel. Jeez. He was out cold. I didn't know it was marijuana, he told the judge. Uh, He was ordered to be held on a $25,000 bond. Police say that they were detached to the scene, identified the driver. One passenger said they saw him eating something. Driver uh, had a bag of Smokey's Edibles cannabis-infused fruit chews (laughs) sitting next to him. Man, I, you know, I don't know if I believe them. I don't know, but they, they I could easily see somebody being confused between these packages. Like, a lot of them look like a Gushers package or just a random thing you'd get at Max Milk or whatever. Like, they're, you know, sometimes they have the little weed symbol on them, but sometimes uh-huh. they don't. Really? In the States, it's not legal yet in all those states, too, so those are probably all off the mar- like black market uh, labels. Well, here in Ontario, you can go to places and buy... You know, uh, gray market edibles. Those are black market. <laughs> There's nothing gray about it, Taz. Yeah. But I've seen one. A buddy uh, had one that looked like a 100% Twix bar. Yes. It looked like a Twix bar. Yeah, the, like it's a, it's almost a parody of a Twix bar, right? Right. Like copyright infringement. Yeah, it, on it, purpose. It, the packaging was that close. Yeah, yeah. But it was infused with marijuana. Uh, with a name like Smokey's Edibles Cannabis Infused Fruit Chews, though. Yeah, that's, I mean. <laughs> it's right in the name. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you're driving the, you know, your car, you just reach around and you, know, you grab yeah. a snack from behind. Looking for is. a licorice. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally get a Smokey's Edible Cannabis Infused Fruit Chew instead the driver taken to the hospital he was found to have high levels of thc in his blood the passengers were given a choice to wait for a new bus to come pick them up um but they all opted to use uber instead (laughs) yeah the guy shows up he's on heroin i'm done with buses for a while this is the taz and jim podcast Hamilton Bulldogs, I'd say they're more than halfway there. The hard part's done. They had an amazing season, dominated the playoffs, and were able to pull out a Game 7 victory in front of a home crowd at First Ontario Centre. Record-setting home crowd, over 11,000 people in attendance, which is the most ever at a... uh, at an OHL championship game. So, a big night in Hamilton, and one of our friends was there. We got Dylan Atak, who is the handler of the Bulldogs' mascot, Bruiser. And you were at the game last night, Dylan. How much fun was that? It was phenomenal. It was, uh, it was an ex- you know, it was the second uh, time that I got to experience uh, them winning the uh, Winning the the Jay Robertson uh, Cup at home. Uh, the last time when we won it was in 2018. So it was just phenomenal seeing the crowd. Seeing the crowd last night, it was just an unbelievable experience. Yeah, it takes it to the next level when they open up the upper bowl, right? I, I, oh yeah, absolutely for sure. And it, and then it goes back to um, uh, reminds me of the days too back when 
in 2007 when we when uh, the Bulldogs won the American Hockey League and when we when Carey Price won it too in 2007 and having that bubble open it was phenomenal as well. Yeah, we're hoping that it carries over into next season, right? A lot of times when a team wins a championship, they it does wonders for ticket sales. So fill those seats and and support the Bulldogs because obviously uh, they have proven that they are one heck of an organization. Now, uh, on to the Memorial Cup. Are you going to be able to go to the Memorial Cup with the team? Uh no, I will be. Uh, I'll be back here. My uh, my nephew, my nephew's coming to town uh, next week for a few days, so it'd be nice to see them. So you're going to be a nephew handler instead of the bulldog handler for a while. It's <laughs> the bruiser handler, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who pees on the carpet more? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, so, Ozzie, what, what was your favorite moment from last night? What's your favorite memory of the the bulldogs winning the 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 trophy? Um, seeing the definitely seeing the crowd and the excitement uh, from the crowd and the energy from the team and you know you know getting the crowd pumped up you know that was my favorite part. So for you sure, got to give a kudos to the Windsor Spitfires. Uh, no, we don't. Well, you know, I, I, we don't like saying things. It pains us to say nice things about Windsor, <laughs> but you got to remember these are young kids. They're they're just yep. they're, they're just boys and. Uh, it's got to be disappointing when you get to a game seven and lose. Uh, they can always uh, hold their heads high, though, because they're the only team that beat the Bulldogs in the OHL playoffs. So that's yeah. an accomplishment in itself, even though they didn't win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Tie Cats, now you move on as well because you are the uh, the uh, equipment assistant for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and the home opener at Tim Hortons Field is coming up on Saturday, Dylan. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Uh, against uh, Stampeders. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Coach O's getting inducted into the CFL Hall of Fame. So the Hall of Fame game, that's going to be really exciting. Uh, so it'll be busy here on Saturday. What a week to be a sports fan in Hamilton. What a week to be Dylan Atak. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Just got back from Vegas, too. Whoa, oh, living his best on. life. Uh, <laughs> go Thai Cats. You want to do an Oski Wee Wee to get us ready for the weekend here, pal? Absolutely. Oski Wee Wee. Oski Wawa. Holy Mackina. Thai Cats, eat them all. And finally, Bulldogs. Be the hammer. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. And if you ever want to get Jim Kelly fired up, just tell him that the new Obi Wan Kenobi series is awesome. You <laughs> 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 just read a Facebook comment. Yeah, where was that? From a buddy of yours who, who's loving Obi Wan, and I had to sit here and listen to you go off for about five minutes about why it's such a terrible show. I just don't get it. So here was the comment. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series has been stellar so far. And then every other comment. Oh, my God, dude. So good. Vader is crazy. Powerful. So good. Sweet episode. I, I'm happy for people if they're enjoying it. But I just don't understand. I think it's terrible writing. And I think I've realized now that it's it's kind of like when a band is kind of over the hill and their best work is behind them and their best albums were released you know years ago but they're still the hardcore fans who like every new song they put out and every new album they put out just because they like the band and their vibe even though their better days are behind them like the rolling stones put out that new album 
Sure. I mean, they had Doom and Gloom, which came out five or six years ago. It's a good jam, but and they've also they've got, put they've out got thir- okay stuff. But they, <laughs> they put out thirty albums I couldn't name. <laughs> but there's people who are hardcore. But really- they're not putting out Gimme Shelters. Yeah, but they anymore. like they like Mick. They like Keith, and I realize that's what Star Wars is. They like the stormtroopers. They like the lightsabers. It doesn't really matter what's coming out of their mouths or what's really going on. They like the stuff, and you know what? More power to them. I just I don't get it. They've been supporting it since they were kids. They're going to keep supporting it even if it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old and cynical. Did you watch the latest episode? A new one came out yesterday. No, I didn't watch that, no. Okay. I watched the uh, the one that was the second most recent episode then, I guess. So you didn't see what they're talking about with Vader in the new one? I've seen Vader. He's been in a couple episodes, but I haven't seen his... I don't know. He's so powerful. Anyway, I don't even know why I care. I just, I'm, I'm just surprised how people's tastes can be so different. <laughs> Like, I feel like I'm down the middle when it comes to, like, movie and TV's taste, but I guess not. I did, uh, I, I read an article about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, and I decided to go back and watch the first 10 minutes of the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope, like, episode four, the first one, that's the fourth one, you know. Sure. Uh, A New Hope. So, I watched, because they were talking about the continuity of this Obi-Wan thing, and how Princess Leia and Obi-Wan are best friends on this fun adventure. <laughs> and they're like, okay, watch the, the message that Princess Leia sends Obi-Wan in the original Star Wars movie. If they went on this sick adventure, instead of saying, hi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I need your help. You served my father in the Clone Wars. That's the reference she makes about knowing Obi-Wan. Wouldn't she say, hey, Obi-Wan, it's me, Princess Leia. We went on that super awesome adventure together back in the day. <laughs> Remember, we re- rescued all those refugees and uh, uh, we, we saved the day. Well, guess what? The same guy's after us. Yeah, remember that big, scary guy it's, with all black? It's the same guy, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> he goes by the same name and he's still alive. And he's super powerful and, and has sick lightsaber abilities just just like he did back in the day when we hung out for like three months and I stared at you like you were my new dad. <laughs> That's true. I, you know, but there's so many episodes of TV show. It'd be hard to keep the continuity straight, but that seems like a pretty big pothole there. But. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Just like you were back when we had that super awesome summer together. <laughs> when I was calling you Ben. Remember that? I want to see you. Peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is here. And Dev, you want to talk about Tom Brady? Man, you, you got a crush on this guy or what? No, the exact opposite. Uh, Tom Brady's uh, out doing the the rounds right now. He's been talking about his return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, explaining what happened when he was retired for 40 days uh, this uh, over the winter and and spring. And basically, it sounds as though the Buccaneers had a better idea that he was coming back than he did. He told them, listen, you got to make plans without me. And they just said, Give it time. You'll be back. (laughs) 
and they gave it 40 days and sure enough he was back he was saying he still has the appetite to compete but he knows it won't be there forever so now there's speculation is this going to be the last year he does not want to have a big uh, victory lap where everyone just says goodbye to him for an entire year he says that but he's also not really saying when his last year is going to be and I don't care if he plays one more year or two more years I just don't want to have the will he or won't he hanging over us because that's what's going to happen and it's going to drive me insane yeah he already got all his congratulation tweets what a what a career you know we're done no more he doesn't get when he retires next time no montages <laughs> no galas no <laughs> tweets i have a feeling that uh, tom brady's funeral Halfway through it, he's going to sit up in the casket and go, just kidding, guys. I'm going to stick around for a while, but thanks for all the nice things everyone said about me. Tom Brady feels like the kind of guy who would fake his death to that point just to hear what people say about him so he knows uh, who to hang around with. Like You know, it's like, this is like... When someone gets married, you give them a wedding gift, and then they immediately get uh, they get divorced. Like you're not getting a second gift, Tom Brady. Like we already gave you everything you're going to get. But what do you think? Is this his last year, Dev? <laughs> it better be. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Rage all day, giving away Rage Against the Machine tickets with a game called "F You, Dad." I won't do what you tell me. You got to, uh, we're going to listen into a conversation here. You cannot say that it's a contest or that we're listening and you got to, uh, you got to stand up to dad. Finally, Nick, what's going on? Not a whole lot. You are willing to put your relationship with your father on the line for rage against the machine tickets. Darn right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys ever go head to head and, uh, and, and yell at each other? Like, have you had that moment where you stood up to dad already? Oh, yeah. We we are a much better place now, but uh, we used to go back and forth. And you work together. What kind of business are you in? We do man-made marble for bathroom stuff and kitchen countertops. Kitchen Very. and bathroom countertops. Very nice. Okay. You have left the shop. Your dad is on his break in the shop. You are going to call him. And you are going to say, F you, I won't do what you tell me. We'll beep it out when your time comes, but F you, I won't do what you tell me. You have to say it at least two times to your dad. At least two times, okay. And you have to work it into the conversation, make it sound as natural as possible, okay? Oh, this is going to be interesting. He's going to be like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Drinking? (laughs) So if you do this, we will hook you up with Rage Against the Machine tickets. Okay, let's try and get your dad on the line. What's his name? Craig. Craig. This will be interesting. Yes, it will be interesting. What will be interesting? I don't know. Whatever you're talking about, I thought that's what you just said. Hello, it's Craig. Yeah, it's it's, I was... it's your son. Oh, okay. What do you want? <laughs> I don't know. You you won't do it. What I I I won't do what you tell me. What? <laughs> I said fuck you. You won't do it. I won't do what you tell me. Why are you calling? I might be trying to win something. Maybe. You did not win the ticket. Okay, first what? of all, you didn't get the phrase out correctly. <laughs> so 
I know. Yeah, I'm nervous. Know. As soon as soon as you heard Dad's oh, voice, you buckled. It was started rough with because yeah. Dad overheard. Dad was that. on to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Craig, it's Taz and Jim. We're on the radio. Uh huh. And uh, <laughs> we uh, we have Nick here trying to win Rage Against the Machine tickets by saying "F you, I won't do what you tell me to." His dad. It's a famous oh, yeah, yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> he knows what's better if he says that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will say you took the cursing well, though. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if it's going to yeah. escalate, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you, you broke two of the rules. You mentioned that it was a contest, and you didn't. Oh, you didn't. Well, I didn't get even the, hear that. You didn't get the. Phrase out correctly. Uh, so I know. Tough one, tough one. Nick, uh, I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, and now the, worst the radio wasn't louder because I hurt, could have heard it through the building wall. <laughs> the worst part is now you have to go and do what he tells you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> fellas, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. No worries, fellas. Okay. Take care. Have a happy Father's Day this weekend, Craig. Will do. We'll try. I, should we try it again here, Jim? One more? One more I, chance? I felt like we were close there. It just wasn't... The guy, he didn't get it. Okay. Julie is on the line. Julie, what's your relationship like with your dad? It's really good. He's a He used to be a trucker, so we have a potty mouth is very... He's heard it before. <laughs> have oh, you, yeah. Have you ever said, F you, I won't do what you tell me to your dad before yeah, today? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> okay, so this is like how you guys say hello and goodbye. Yeah, yeah, it's how we say we love each other, basically. Say it twice during the call, work it into the conversation, and and let's see how it goes. Your, so dad's, you your dad's name is Sam, and he works at a barbecue store? Yeah, it's called Crossroads Pellets. He owns it. Wow, that's a dad dream job right there. <laughs> working, yeah. Working at the barbecue store. Let's see if we can get Sam on the line. Remember, we're not here. All right, so anything, like, just do it just like, f*** you, or, like, anything, like, specific? Yeah, well, you got to have a conversation with him, and then you got to find a way well, yeah. to, to work, f*** you, I won't do what you tell me, into the conversation. I got it. I got okay. It. Hello. Hey, Dad. Hi. What's up? Sitting here. Here at the store or here at home? At the store. Um, what do you want for Father's Day? Million dollars. F*** you. I'm not going to give you what you want. Then why'd you ask? Because I want a reasonable answer. Do you have any deliveries in town? I got one for St. Thomas. Hmm. That's lame. <laughs> Julie! We can't give you the prize. You didn't listen. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not struggling. Usually he swears more. I was like, he didn't even call me brat or anything. Uh, Sam, it's Taz oh, and Jim. Boy. You're on the radio. Julie tried. This is the second contestant we've had fail at this. They they say they're they're all ready to tell their dad, F you, I won't do what you tell me for Rage Against the Machine tickets. But as soon as dad gets on the line... Yeah. There goes all the courage. Oh, I have no problem saying it. <laughs> I had to do it twice. Well, well, no, you said, F you, I won't give you what you want, which uh -huh. is not a lyric uh -huh. from a Rage Against the Machine You're song. Right. Okay, You're yeah, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs>
<laughs> You're a loser, Julie. <laughs> you. Sam, <laughs> Sam, are you a Rage Against the Machine fan? No. Probably. Okay. <laughs> so it would have been out of left field for you. Okay, well, yeah. uh, you two have an interesting uh, Father's Day there. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't give you the tickets. Sorry. Damn it, that's okay. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I don't know if I'm buying this whole uh, you should drink hot beverages on hot days thing. Have you heard this, Jim? I I have heard something like that. They say if it's really hot out, you should have soup or uh, hot coffee because it'll cool you down internally or I don't know what the logic is, but... I think it tricks your body. Ever since I started drinking this coffee, I've been sweating profusely from the forehead. <laughs> well, you got to be under the sun. It's got to be beaten down on you. <laughs> You're still an AC. Uh, Should have got the Biebs, brew. So that is, that's iced coffee? Is that just straight up iced coffee or is there anything different? Kyle from Country 104 walked past me and he was drinking one. He, that guy bugs me. Kyle, Kyle or Biebs? Kyle. Why? Because he eats like two breakfast sandwiches every morning and has a Biebs brew, never gains a pound. Hmm. Like he's just—he's one of those guys. He's still young though, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's—I don't even know if he's thirty yet. He looks like Zac Efron. Yeah, yeah. He's in great Full, shape. Yeah, there will be a time. There will I be know. one glorious—I'd say six-month period where you don't see him, and then you see him and go, "What the what hell happened It'll to Kyle?" Be in fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> and you caught up to us. Yeah, it happened with you. I can remember when, <laughs> when you were in your 20s and we were working together and you'd laugh at me working out and watching what I eat and you're just, ah, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. I'm Jim, I can consume whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now you're in panic mode because you've got a wedding coming up next summer and, and you're the the curviest you've ever been i, I think is I a nice am way to put it the heaviest and curviest it must be bloating it can't be fat i think i just have a gas issue <laughs> too much water that's it that's it but like i do look kind of pregnant you know a mm-hmm. little bit but but nothing else no other part of my body has gained fat it's just my gut the love handles as well it's kind of going outside are you telling me Okay, fine. I guess it's inevitable. The muffin top has be sure. has begun to to bake in the oven, <laughs> spilling over. Jim saw a picture of Ryan Gosling this morning. Uh, there's this new Barbie movie coming out. Ryan Gosling apparently is playing Ken, mm-hmm. and there's a, a shot from the movie. He's all tanned. He's got a jean vest on, unbuttoned, and Jim is examining this picture saying, that can't be his real abs. I think it's Photoshop. That's got to be fake. Don't you think so? I don't know. Maybe, like, I know his main job is to look good, so he probably has an awesome personal trainer, a chef, and maybe some drugs that we don't get to use. But uh, The HGH that only celebrities are allowed to use. (laughs) All the Marvel heroes fueled by it. But, uh... I don't know. He's never looked this jacked before, <laughs> right? This is the six-packiest he's ever been. Maybe and he's he, the oldest he's ever been. Maybe he has looked this jacked before. You just haven't noticed because you've never looked this out of shape before. No, no. <laughs> I've been ogling Gosling for a while. Maybe i just never seen him shirtless before. I can't actually I, I remember if I've... You're a Gosling ogler? 
I've been I've been ogling Goslin since Breaker High. That's a long time. That was a while. Yeah, yeah, it's a long term relationship. Yeah, we go way back. No, but seriously, I don't like his abs. They look like they look like a physical trainer's abs. Like I'm saying, he looks good. I just don't. If they're his, you're not buying it. It looks a little photoshopped to me. Yeah, you'd feel better about yourself if you found out those were fake abs. I think so. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. The Tim Hortons ladies are upset with me, Jim. What? What happened? Just went down to grab a coffee. And, well, we need to do a, a little recap. Last week on the show, I, I talked about this interesting experience I had waiting in line at Tim Hortons. There's a guy standing behind me in line for like three or four minutes. Um, and when we got closer to the till, he said, Excuse me. I turned around. He said, Hey, do you mind paying for my coffee? And I said, um, yeah, I guess I'll pay for your coffee. You're put on the spot? Yeah. And the, the guy was standing in line for like three or four minutes. So uh, what, was he, what was his plan if I said no? His plan was to wait for a sucker. <laughs> yeah, well, it worked. Because I pay, ended up paying for this guy's coffee. He ordered a an extra large triple triple. <laughs> Gotta get his money's worth. My money's oh, worth. Yeah. And then I, I felt bad for the guy. He was he was a little down on his luck. So I said, "Hey, buddy, you want a muffin or something as well?" And he looked up at the board. He said, "Yeah, I'll have a, a farmer's wrap, please." So he got himself a farmer's wrap as well. I was fine with paying for it. Hope that he pays it forward somehow. I told him go out there and do something nice for someone else today. Lend a smoke to a guy, you know? Whatever you can do. Do something nice for somebody. But then we got feedback from a Taz and Jim listener saying that I'm part of the problem. And the fact that I got this guy breakfast and I paid for his coffee, it's just going to make more guys come in and pull the same stunt where they wait in line and they ask people in line, hey, will you buy me my coffee when they get close to the till? Sure, it's like people on medians. One guy does it, and the next thing you know, every median has a guy on it. They see that it's working yeah. for, for him, so why wouldn't it work for me? Um, I was like, yeah, whatever, that's not going to happen. It, it happened. <laughs> a guy came, the same guy came back? Different guy. Different guy came okay. in last week. They actually saved the receipt. Because I thought this guy, with his, his upscaling to the extra large in the farmer's rep, I thought he was over the top. But the, Oh, no. The Tim Hortons ladies told me about this guy. Um, so dude's waiting in line. Other guy near the till. Hey, can you buy me my coffee? And the guy's like, sure. He's like, can you buy me some food? The guy says, sure. He proceeds to order a bagel belt combo with bacon on it, on a four-cheese bagel, which is a premium 70-cent upcharge oh. for that four-cheese bagel, toasted. He got a medium ice cap, <laughs> add a hash brown, uh, original blend coffee large. He got an ice cap and a coffee. And a vanilla dip donut. Wow. $14.25 is what... Uh, the generous, kind soul in front of him ended up paying for his breakfast. I will say, pretty <laughs> affordable. That's a lot of stuff for 14 bucks. However, that's that's pushing it. But yeah. he did only get a medium ice cap. That was restrained. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that 
guy. I would have loved to. They should have not only given you the receipt, but also the video of the guy who had to pay his face. Yeah. And just to see what happens. Well, I, know what my, the, I know what my face looked like when this guy said, I'll take an extra large. I was kind of like, okay, you asked someone to buy you a coffee. You go with the medium. But, you know, but it's still the coffee. He did, you know, so it's still the coffee. So you go, okay, wow, this guy's, you know, working me. And then he did the farmer's wrap. And then the farmer's wrap. But But imagine if he added a vanilla dip donut. An upgrade to the premium four cheese bagel. Sure, sure, sure. With a hash brown. So I I hate to say that that guy who who called in and um, tried to discourage everyone from helping their fellow man out when they're hungry mm-hmm. was right, but he might have been right. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. A woman in Texas has been arrested and charged with, with a felony after her behavior at a funeral. So, guy passes away, funeral's going on, open casket, 51-year-old woman named Lori Hines walks into the funeral Walks past everybody in the crowd, right up to the casket, spits on the corpse. Holy! What did he do to her? We don't know, but something. Or is this just like a crime of opportunity? She's got a beef with him and his family, is, oh, is all we know. Real Hatfields and McCoys situation going on. <laughs> <laughs> so she spit on the corpse, got... Put in jail overnight back in November, but she just got charged with a felony, abusing a corpse. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that was a a felony, but I'm glad it is. She's facing jail time. Huh. That would be confusing because if a stranger just started walking up to the casket, like, I don't know if they're outside by the graveside. You think maybe they're going to go, take me instead and start crying over top of the coffin or something like that. Yeah. But spitting, I, I I don't know what you would do if somebody spit on your uncle. You know? Yeah, I never really think about that. You know, people die all the time, obviously. But uh, usually at funerals, it's only nice things that are said about you. But what happens if a real jerk dies? Do you just make stuff up or? I think I think you go, uh, you know, if his name was like Bill, he, you know, Bill, Bill was Bill and he uh, marched to the beat of his own drum. You know, there's ways around it. Bill did it his way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill was Bill. <laughs> the backhanded compliment, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I did go recently to a funeral where um, the the guy who passed away, he was a bit of a, a ladies' man throughout his life. And I thought there might be, I was kind of hoping there would be like a whole section of like scorned lovers the, oh, the yeah. Or all girlfriends that he had. <laughs> <laughs> Who just find out about yeah, each other. Wait. At the funeral. Who are you? I'm his girlfriend. And who are you? I'm his girlfriend. They've all got the little black <laughs> veil. <laughs> wait. Take off your veils, ladies. It's spitting time. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.